Hey, girls and ghouls. Welcome to Slashers Prefer Blondes, the podcast where three brunettes talk the kinds of movies that bite, scream, and slash. I'm Natalie. I'm Heidi. And I'm Laura. And today, we are actually not talking about movies at all. We are instead <laughs> talking about our favorite horror TV series and our first ever mini-sode. ever oh i guess it is a mini so the other one was yeah. not mini the other one was literally almost two hours so this yeah. is your <laughs> length so. actually going to be a shorter episode we were trying to come up with some good ideas for like shorter episodes to get us started we had some feedback on our social media about some like pretty good ideas that you guys were interested in hearing but we thought something kind of low-key to get us started would be just us all talking about our favorite horror tv because it's kind of harder to cover in podcast form and like there's some really really good genre-based tv series out there that i think that everybody should be watching okay so the way that we decided to divvy this up is each of us picked three of our favorite television series that are either genre or genre adjacent Mm -hmm. and um we also listed off a bunch of honorable mentions as well Obviously, if you guys would like us to go a little more in-depth on any of the other TV shows we mention, we can totally do this again. Just hit us up. Or if you would like to hear maybe some episodes, like, specifically about some horror TV series, like, maybe we can cover a couple episodes or talk about a season in depth. Let us know about that, too. This would be, like, kind of fun for us to do as well. So, yeah. Who wants to go first? I think Laura should go first. Yes. Oh, goodness. Man, I was it's like the teacher called on me. I, I Oh, sorry. Wow. No. No, it's good. <laughs> no. It's good to get the nerves out, you know. I I developed the habit of going like third during class presentations because it was like, okay, I'm not sitting here nervous the whole time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. like I go soon enough to just be like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, you're not the first person. You don't have to follow up. Right. You get, you're like a good middle. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's smart. Third, third is not the worst, let me tell you. No. Anyway, okay, I will start. And I want to preface by saying that I I told this to Natalie and Heidi, that I do not watch as much horror television as I do horror films. So, um, yeah, you might not expect my picks because I was kind of pulling from things that I've seen previously and, you know, a few years ago. But this one is current, and I actually have only seen half of the season, but I love it enough to recommend the whole season or the whole show. That. So um, I am starting with Yellow Jackets. Ooh, Ooh. I haven't seen that. I was going to put Yellow Jackets on my list, but I didn't. I yes. Figured <laughs> I figured you might have left that for me. I don't know. So yes, Yellow Jackets is a Showtime series. It premiered last year, so the fall of 2021, and it currently has one season. It was renewed for a second season. So if you're jumping on board, this is a good time because there's not much content to get through. So the basic summary of Yellow Jackets is that, uh, and I'm just reading the little Google blurb. I'm just reading the little Google blurb here. Yellow Jackets tells the narrative of a team of wildly talented high school girls soccer players 
who survive a plane crash deep in the Ontario wilderness. The series chronicles their descent from a complicated but thriving team to warring, cannibalistic clans, while also tracking the lives they have attempted to piece back together. So this series features Melanie Linsky, Tawny Cypress, Christina Ritchie, and Juliette Lewis as adult counterparts of their younger selves as they reveal the truth about their survival 25 years later. It also has some really talented younger actors as well. Jasmine Savoy Brown is in it, who was in the most recent Scream movie. She's very, oh. very good in it. And so is um, Sophie Thatcher, who was in a, a low-budget indie sci-fi movie called Prospect oh. that I really enjoyed that also had the guy from The Mandalorian. I'm blanking. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, so that's that's a wreck. But back to Yellow Jackets. Oh, it also has the girl from Santa Clarita die in it, too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what is her name? <laughs> I don't remember what her name is. Wait, isn't that girl from The Vampire Diaries also in it? Yes. April Young? April Young is also in it too. Yeah. Um, Liv Hewson is the girl I'm thinking of. She okay. plays the daughter in Santa Clarita Diet. Lots of good actresses here. And that's one of the reasons why I like it, because it has so many strong, strong female characters, buzz phrase. But it, mostly, you know, it has, it's a show about women mostly in their 40s, gasp, mm-hmm. dealing with a traumatic experience that they had in, in their youth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, the, the characters are very complicated, they're multifaceted, and they're kind of what you would call quote unquote unlikable characters, which is, you know, a big sin for women to be an unlikable character. And I love that they're taking that kind of trope and flipping it on its head and showing that, you know, these are not just cold hearted women, they're actually very dynamic and, and that it's okay to be, you know, scarred and mm-hmm. a woman who is selfish or hardened or, you know, some of them deal with substance abuse. So, you know, they're, they're just showing these uncharacteristically, I guess, self-oriented women, not as a bad thing, but it's kind of like, you know, the antiheroes, like your Walter Whites. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's just showing different roles for women, and I think that's really cool. And and it's a story that's very dark and dramatic, but also strangely funny at times. Yeah. It has some genuinely scary moments, too. Like It does. It's really good. Is it more about their lives after the cannibal event? It is it's split both. right down the middle. Oh, it's okay, so it's both. Okay. Yeah. Is it pretty gnarly? The pilot is, is mostly the lead up to the crash. Okay. Yeah. But the rest of the series is pretty much split down the middle. There's weird shit happening in the modern times and in the past. Yeah. So like I said, I've only seen half of it, but like, so I don't know how gruesome it gets. It gets pretty gross. That's, that's fine by me, as you know, but yeah, (laughs) it's, you definitely get the sense of like some shit went down and they're trying to deal with it. In my opinion, it's one of the best like mystery unraveling shows that I've seen in a while. Oh. It kind of reminds me of Lost, but it seems like they have a more clear-cut like okay. idea where it's going than Lost originally did. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Like I love Lost. You know, it yeah. has it has like lo- it's like Lost, but it's much more female-centric mm-hmm. and instead of being super super sci-fi, it's more like supernatural culty. I mean, those are things that I love. Yeah, it's more psychological, yeah, psychological trauma and terror. Oh, it has a fucking kick-ass sweet 90s soundtrack. Ooh. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. Yeah. Oh, and it's there's queer content as well. It's oh, yes. It's got it all. Yes, there yes. is. Yes. 
Natalie, do you want to go? Okay, I can go. Yeah. You're not going to pick what I picked, so... Oh, I'm definitely not. Okay, (laughs) all right, and... Okay, so... This is like Christmas. (laughs) So for me, my first pick is a show that I have been incredibly enthusiastic about over the last year. (gasps) I have gotten a lot of people in my life to watch it. I've been hyping it up on my social media. I've been talking about it to people at work. (laughs) This, This is a a call to arms basically if you do not have apple tv please yes. get apple tv oh i think i know what this is get it please god get apple tv and then once you get apple tv please watch servant on yes. apple tv <laughs> i cannot praise this show enough uh-huh it's in its third season well it just finished its third season there's one more yeah. season coming the next season i think is going to premiere next year it genuinely is like one of my favorite TV shows on right now. It yeah. was created by Toby Baskellup. He's also the primary writer on the show. It stars Lauren Ambrose, who played the teenage girl in Six Feet Under, um, Nell Tiger Free, Toby Cabell, and Rupert Grint. Yes, that Rupert Grint. He's also in it. <laughs> yeah. M. Night Shyamalan executive produces mm-hmm. and also directs some of the episodes. And you can tell he has his like hand in it because the show is set in Philadelphia. And like, you know, yeah. You know. <laughs> and M. Night Shyamalan's daughter, Ishana Night Shyamalan, is also a writer and director on some of the oh, episodes. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. This show is shot like fucking, it's so amazing. I don't know yeah. what cinematography magic they are doing over there <laughs> on the set of Servant, but it is every single episode is so fraught with like this claustrophobic tension. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Everything is like beautiful, but mm-hmm. also weird. <laughs> and it's drawn a lot of really notable talent to the show as well. Some of the guest directors were Julia DeCornow, directed two <gasps> of the episodes of season two. No. Yes. Oh, fuck. She, she brings it. That's <laughs> how you get me to watch the show. You, didn't you tell see me that, that name and you're like, I wonder if it's going to be gross. And she's like, yes, ma'am. It'll oh. be gross. <laughs> okay. Veronia Franz and. Severin Fiala, who are the duo behind Goodnight Mommy in the Lodge. They also oh, wow. directed a couple episodes. Or maybe just one. It was in the most recent season. And Kitty Green, the writer-director of the movie The Assistant that came out in 2019. Oh, which is also a movie that. I really enjoyed. It's also a movie that I think Laura would really like. Um, <laughs> Shit. I had, she also directed one episode. Genuinely <laughs> so, so good. The plot of this show is... I'll give you like the, the quick premise. Just do, like, the pilot, the pilot yeah. plot. The series follows Dorothy and Sean Turner, a Philadelphia couple who hire a girl named Leanne Grayson to be the nanny for their infant son, Jericho, who is a reborn doll, which is a very lifelike, like, infant doll, basically. Leanne's arrival brings about strange and frightening occurrences for the couple. You would think that the doll thing would be, like, a huge reveal. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is just the tip of the iceberg, baby. <laughs> yeah. If we're talking about Yellow Jackets being a very, very good unraveling slow burn mystery, mm-hmm. Servant is by far the best like slow burn mystery reveal television series I have ever seen. They do not let shit lie. If something comes up, it will come up later, but yeah. it might not even be for like two seasons until that actual, that little thread gets resolved. Phenomenal. Love the show. Cannot stop. I cannot recommend it more. The leads are spectacular. The story is fascinating mm-hmm. and... They're half hour episodes. (laughs) Go watch it. (laughs) As somebody who Natalie convinced to watch it, I can 100% 
agree with everything that she said. I'm not fully caught up yet. I'm about partway through the most recent season, but it's like such a good mystery. And I think it feels a lot like M. Night Shyamalan's like earlier work Mm -hmm. in its storytelling, Mm -hmm. which really vibes for me. It's very character driven. Yes. And that's actually, I was going to say that next was, I think the characters are really, really good in it. And I'm like invested in all of them. I'm like, all right, where are we going next? What's going to happen? Yeah. And then once you get Apple TV, you also have access to all those other really good shows like Severance and Dickinson <laughs> and everything. Um, this is not an ad. We're not sponsored. <laughs> Please watch Servant. Let's let's get more fucking shows like this out here. That yeah. show's so goddamn good. So good. Okay. Well, I mean, all you had to say was Julia DeCourno, so you got me. <laughs> Literally. Oh, girl. It's good. Oh my god, you would love it. <laughs> okay, Heidi, your first pick. Okay, so my first pick is going to be a little bit of a shock to some people because I hate... Okay, I don't hate. I have a strong dislike of the original movie that it's like based off of. My first pick is the Exorcist TV series, which kind of came and went in 2016 and 2017. I love this show so much. Like... Everybody that has listened to this podcast knows that I love like possession films and supernatural stuff. And let me tell you, this show is it. It stars Alfonso Herrera as a young hot priest, Father Tomas. The Exorcist TV show does exist in the hot priest cinematic universe. It really does. (laughs) He's like partnered with this more experienced kind of unorthodox Father Marcus who's like having like a faith crisis. Who's played by Ben Daniels and does a very good job. Oh, good. And, like, the first season is good. Don't get me wrong. Like, it does a lot of legwork. And it sets up, like, a really cool mystery. We love conspiracies. It's got good scares. But the best season is season two, which stars John Cho. And it's, like, about this foster family. Oh, my God. It's incredible. It's, like, the best thing ever. And then it got canceled. Because nobody watched it. And I don't know why. I will say, if you guys do give The Exorcist TV show a, a try... I thought it was good immediately. I know some people who had to stick with it for a little bit. There is a pretty substantial, I don't know if I would call it a twist. It's more of like a reveal it's in a the reveal. first season that I think really makes the makes the show kind of kick into high gear and kind of puts yeah. it on its own direction. And it's so, so worth it. And there's also a really good like kind of queer storyline in the second season that is also yeah. very interesting and cool. It's like incredible. And I don't understand why people didn't watch it like it got canceled because only like a million people were watching it every week and i'm like y'all why were we sleeping on this it's so good bring the exorcist back yes the power of christ compels you when it got canceled i was so hoping it was gonna get picked up by like netflix or something i know like lucifer did which also got canceled at the same time yeah but like why why was it just more people were watching lucifer i think Lucifer's not that good. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I've never seen Lucifer. It's it's fine. <laughs> it's what but you think anyway. it is. <laughs> John Cho in season two is everything. Agree. Just just saying. Mm-hmm. Snaps so, for John Cho. Yeah. Yeah. It the Exorcist TV series takes a lot of the themes from the film and mm-hmm. repurposes them in a modern way, but also in a way that I think is still really interesting and relevant yeah it's really go watch it i don't know that it's streaming anywhere but like don't let that be a barrier 
you get that good hot priest content he's really good <laughs> <laughs> and he's very attractive <laughs> oh <sighs> yeah go Laura. my my second episode is actually a horror comedy series and it is called what we do in the shadows yes oh i just started that it is an FX series. It premiered in 2019, and it is currently in its fourth season. So here's the little plot summary. Based on the feature film of the same name from Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi, What We Do in the Shadows is a documentary-style look into the daily or rather nightly lives of four vampires <laughs> who have lived together for hundreds of years in Staten Island. It features the self-appointed leader of the group, Nandor the Relentless, then there's also the British vampire Laszlo and Nadja, who is the Bonnie to Laszlo's Clyde. Also cohabiting in the vampire household is Guillermo, Nandor's familiar, and Colin Robinson, an energy vampire and daywalker of sorts. He feasts on humans, but not on their blood. So the reason I love this show is, first of all, pretty much anything that Taika Waititi makes is up my alley. I love his type of humor. Uh, his very sardonic kind of quirky characters. So, you know, that initially got me interested because I enjoyed the movie immensely. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in the series, I would say check out the movie first. It's it's called What We Do in the Shadows. And if you like that, then I would suggest the series because I, I would venture to say I like it even more because, you know, because it's a longer program, you get to know the characters more and you get to kind of like them more and more with each episode. At least I do. And really it's taking like these apex predators and showing them being so disoriented in the modern world so that's where Mm -hmm. a lot of humor comes from and it's zany but like with most of Taika Waititi's work there's a lot of heart in it Mm -hmm. so you definitely get kind of a warm feeling from it after the episode's over Um, and, and like Natalie mentioned Guillermo is probably the best character I really love Nandor but Guillermo is also just amazing he's a huge source of the comedy Mm-hmm. And he's just a fantastic character. I haven't even seen a lot of that show. I, I love the movie. I think the show is really fun. It's just not something that I'm like normally going to gravitate mm-hmm. towards. But I do think based on what I've seen, the show manages to take what worked in the movie and like capitalize on it in a really good way. Yes. I, I really enjoyed what I did see. I, I would totally recommend this movie. I've heard I've had a ton of people recommend the show to me too. Like, hey, have I finished this yet? And I'm like, I just... I'm too busy watching Servant. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> It's definitely more for me kind of like a put it on in the evening and kind of have a laugh and relax to it. So I would recommend it for people who aren't huge horror fans in general, but maybe, you know, like certain parts of horror. And especially if it's if it's funnier, it makes it a little bit more accessible for people who don't like the gruesome, dark, gory stuff or, you know, the psychological horror. So it's kind of like a good gateway show, I would say, for all types of audiences. So, yeah, that that is my second pick. Natalie, what you got? Oh my god, okay, I'm next. Okay. So anybody who knows me knows that I if I were to be on this episode and not mention the show, then it would not be very it would not be very true to who I am as a person. So my second pick, once again, probably surprising no one, is Penny Dreadful, the Showtime show Ooh. that came out in 2014. I hopped in on the Penny Dreadful train during season two. I like watched all of season one right before season two premiered. We watched it together, didn't we? Yeah, I think we watched it together. Or like we were both watching it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Regardless, this is probably one of my favorite shows ever. 
I really, really like it. Um, it's created by John Logan. It stars Eva Green, Josh Hartnett, Rory Kinnear, who is currently making making headlines because he was in Men. He was he was the guy in Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was the man. Um, he was he was the man. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Dalton, Harry Treadaway, Reeve Carney, and Billy Piper. It's an ensemble show. The entire premise is kind of like a classic take on horror literature and good old fashioned like petty dreadful novels, but it creates mm-hmm. this like fun, spooky very gothic story based off of these characters so like you have dorian gray you've Mm -hmm. got dracula's in it you've got uh frankenstein and the creature so really if you like like old horror novels this is like a really fun show for you yeah i think that season two in particular is like my favorite thing i think it's kind of like near perfect television the character work in it is phenomenal I love the like atmosphere and vibe of the show. It has such a specific aesthetic and it carries it so, so well. Mm-hmm. And Eva Green is like genuinely phenomenal. The fact that she was never like awarded for her work yeah. on the show is batshit to me because she is so good in it. I also really, really love Ethan and Vanessa as a couple. It's like one of my favorite TV couples. So yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> got to shout out that season two is very big on their like little romance, but in a very, very fun way, I think. Yeah. Yeah, genuinely, I think that the messaging in the show is really cool. It has a lot of really interesting and unique storylines. There's a storyline about like a, a cut wife, which is like an, a, an old timey abortion, like mm-hmm. quote unquote witch. There is like a trans storyline. There is just some like really, really interesting like queer romances in it. Yeah. Fully, 100% recommend the show. The third season is not as good. No. But that's fine. You can watch the first two. And the first two are plenty entertaining and will yeah. give you enough energy to power through the rest of your life. So <laughs> yeah, definitely recommend it. Yeah. I would also back up that season two is perfection. Like mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite seasons of television, period. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And even though like season three starts to fall apart, like there are still some like really interesting things that are in it. It just because they got canceled and they knew that they tried to wrap it up and it just isn't it, it doesn't yeah. get there but it felt like it felt like they started going in a different direction which is fine but it's it's nothing yeah. on what happens in seasons one and two <laughs> yeah which are so good yeah i guess i'm next yeah. yes you are i picked something that will shock no one but it is horror adjacent i picked scooby-doo like just all of it fanfare <laughs> just fanfare everything about <laughs> scooby-doo And, like, while it's not necessarily horror as we think of it, it really was, like, my first brush with the genre. So, of course, I was going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I love the classic series. I love Pup Named Scooby-Doo. But I want to also, like, really shout out one of the more recent series that they had done. In 2010, they released Mystery Incorporated, which was... I think technically their second go at this, but it's actually like a more overarching like narrative rather than just monster of the week. And I think that's really cool and inventive of them. And it also has Matthew Lillard in it as Shaggy and Gray Delisle is Daphne, who you might know as Azula from Avatar or from Legend of Vox Machina. It's very good. And like, it kind of starts to fall apart a little bit in season two. And some of the B plots are like really eye rolly, like Velma being jealous that Shaggy and Scooby are besties, but like, whatever, give it a go anyway, because it's really good. And also What's New Scooby-Doo is another one that I like to recommend because it came out right after the like renaissance of Scooby-Doo films, Zombie Island, which is Ghost, Cyber Chase, and Alien Invaders. So it has like that kind of 
vibe to it, which I mm-hmm. stand. So Scooby-Doo, y'all, go watch it. It's all on HBO Max. I love this. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? I was never a huge Scooby-Doo kid. I watched the original series and I watched a putt named Scooby-Doo like religiously. I love that mm-hmm. show. And I watched some of what's new Scooby-Doo, but... Yeah, I, I, my Scooby-Doo knowledge is, is much inferior to yours, so I appreciate the recommendation. <laughs> I watched the movies, uh, the live-action ones. I've seen Zombie Island. Incredible. But I, yeah, I didn't really watch a lot of cartoon. It was Cartoon Network, right? Mm-hmm. I yeah. didn't watch a lot of Cartoon Network, but, like, not to pit dogs against each other, but I watched Courage the Cowardly Dog more than Scooby-Doo. Are you, I just oh, learned this. I also Are you ready for this? Of, I also watched a lot of Courage. They released a a movie recently, like in the last year, that's like a Courage the Cowardly Dog and Scooby-Doo mashup, and I (gasps) really want to watch it. What? See that? I'm here for that. I was like, the thing about me is that I was a Nickelodeon kid, so like while you guys were watching this, I was watching like Invader Zim and Danny Phantom. Yes. (laughs) Yes, and Avril Monsters. Are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Scooby-Doo was my, like, afternoon ritual. Like, I would come I home that. and oh, I would watch nice. it. And, like, my, like we had Boomerang, which was, like, the Cartoon Network for old mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, my dad, who also really liked Scooby-Doo, like, we would watch it together. And so I just have, like, a lot of, like, really good memories Aww. about Scooby-Doo. I love the vibe yeah. of you coming home and watching Scooby-Doo. Where, like, where I know. I would come home and my ass would just put on Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch Yu-Gi-Oh! GX and then Code Lyoko every day after school. <laughs> To be fair, I also watched like Fairly Odd Parents and like SpongeBob. I mean, who didn't? But yeah. Cosmo and Wanda. Scooby Doo is my vibe always. Yes, I love that. That is actually a good segue into my third pick, Ooh. which is also kind of horror adjacent. Okay, and is something that I watch now traditionally watch every year around mm. Halloween. Oh my god. Oh my god. Are you going to recommend what I think you're going to say? It is. Oh my god. Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. Yes! Which was on Cartoon Network. So -hmm. that was, it premiered in 2014. So it was an animated miniseries, which means it only had one season. But that season is incredible. Yes. So here's a basic plot summary. So on an adventure, brothers Wirt and Greg get lost in the unknown, a strange forest adrift in time. A wise old woodsman and bluebird Beatrice help them find their way. Along the way, Wirt's thoughts envelop him, while the wonder of the surroundings preoccupy Greg. The miniseries features animation that evokes a nostalgic storybook feeling, inspired Mm -hmm. by folk art and classic illustrations. So some of the voices include Elijah Wood and Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Uh, also, John Cleese. And also, I think, I want to say, the woman who is in Yellow Jackets, Melanie Linsky, I think, voices Beatrice. Oh. So, connections there. So, yeah, one of the reasons I love this miniseries is that it does remind me of a very classic, spooky fairy tale, mm-hmm. um, which I always loved to read growing up. And on the surface, you know, because it's an animated series and the way it looks, it looks very cute. But that's kind of like a facade for a much darker story about Mm -hmm. like navigating the dangers and the uncertainties of the world. And also the importance of like making friends and keeping friends along the way. It's also a very touching story Mm -hmm. about the brothers themselves and their relationship. It's funny. It's quirky. It's strange. Very strange. (laughs) But the episodes are each like 10 minutes long. So if you watch, I think there are 10 episodes. So if you watch the whole thing, it's only 100 minutes. 
Um, mm-hmm. So it's just like watching a movie, basically. So yeah, I like I said, it's become a tradition where mm-hmm. my boyfriend and I watch it every Halloween, and it's just a very atmospheric, kind of cute, spooky yeah. vibe that is really endearing and charming. I am so glad that you brought this up because it was on my honorable mentions list because if nobody nice. said it, I was going to. It is also my Halloween tradition, and I've been trying to get Natalie to join me on this, and Woo-hoo. we have yet to do it. We should we should watch it together. We should watch yes. it together. Because it's also, it's full of like existential dread yeah. <laughs> in, in, a, in a strange way, but like kind of cathartic way to kind of relate yeah. to the, the characters who are experiencing that. So it's yeah. just really, really, like I said, charming. It also, here's another big point for it with me. It has some really good, like cool music. It does like, have some There's some, some really catchy songs. Like, potatoes and molasses is the best. (laughs) Yes, it is. I love it. Yeah. So that is my third pick. I love that. I You did not pick any of the ones I thought you were going to pick. Woohoo! That's good. I'm unpredictable, y'all. So my... My next pick is... It's kind of, I think, an obvious... Like, an obvious choice. But I was kind of like, if I don't... Once this is a get again, like, if I don't say... If I don't say this that I feel like I am not being true to who I am. So <laughs> my third and final main pick, I have a very long list of honorable mentions, which we will get to. Um, <laughs> my third and final main pick is the longest ever running sci-fi series. And that would be the X-Files. <laughs> I knew it. I'm so glad you picked this. I watched the X-Files for the first time a couple years ago. I don't even remember if it was during quarantine or before quarantine. I think it was before. I, I think it was before quarantine too. It's it's really hard. Time is a blur. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was created by Chris Carter, noted man of the 90s, who is, you know, created a show with some problematic aspects in it because it was a 30 year, years old show. So if you're watching it in the modern day, yes, there are some episodes that do not necessarily hold up to modern mm-hmm. standards. <laughs> there are some... There are some plot devices that it's like, really? But overall, it is one of the most well-known and famous Mm -hmm. sci-fi shows for a reason. This is like the kind of science fiction, I'm putting that in air quotes, that I really enjoy. (laughs) It is a normal procedural about two FBI agents who investigate cases that involve paranormal phenomenon. Um, It's basically a Monster of the Week show with a very convoluted and extra overarching plot. (laughs) (laughs) That gets more crazy as you go on, but the reason why the show works so well is that the main characters, Mulder and Scully, played by David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson, are two of the best characters ever to make it onto our TV screens. Their, like, slow burn romantic relationship is the reason why that show holds up so well Mm -hmm. and is so well done. Their Mm -hmm. chemistry is phenomenal. I love both of them separately and together. Um, genuinely think that this show is a great, great blend of science fiction, mm-hmm. horror, and even like really intense dramatic instances. And there are some episodes that are truly mm-hmm. hilarious. So like you get a little bit of everything. It's very much so a mixed bag, but in a very good way. I think that now, because it is 2022, they did do a revival of the X-Files, I think mm-hmm. in like 20, like what, like 2018, 2017, that I have not seen. <laughs> I've seen a couple episodes of it. I've heard it was like, okay, but... Now, because it came out such a long time ago, I know the 90s are making kind of a uh, kind of a comeback, but mm-hmm. if you've never seen The X-Files, I would really, really recommend watching it. It's on Hulu, I think. Uh, so just like... Yeah, because it's owned by Fox. 
yeah, like pop it on, put it on the background. It has some truly, truly fantastic episodes. Some of them are genuinely scary. And I I cannot recommend this show enough. I love it so much. <laughs> I have yet to get all the way through it, but that is like on my bucket list of things to do because I like start strong, like in the first season and I'm like, this is dope. And then as as I get to like season two, I start to lose a little bit of steam. But mm, like I get that. Mulder and Scully are just like so good and they're like such great characters that they like keep you coming back like even if that monster of the week theme starts to get like a little bit Mm -hmm. tired they're just so interesting i fully think i think the first season is probably the hardest one to get through but as you keep going they kind of find their footing and it gets better and better yeah i i I, boulder and skull are like one of my favorite tv couples like they're definitely top five like right up there with the taylors and fucking i guess ethan vanessa (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so like i i I just fucking love that show i i put on the x-files all the time when i'm just bored because i think that it's just a fun show to have on and it has some truly iconic moments like very much so worth your time if you have not watched it that's actually a fun kind of roundabout tie into the show that i'm going to talk about next which is another horror adjacent show and I have been trying to find a way to plug this show since we first started talking about making a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) The show that I'm going to plug is actually a paranormal documentary series called Hell Here. Whether you like paranormal reality television or not, you should watch this because it is (laughs) unlike a lot of other shows that I have seen and it's so good. Oh my god. I'll just give you a little a little insight into what it's about. So it starts out as an investigation into kind of like this kooky story about goblins harassing a family on a farm in Hellier, Kentucky, and then like dissolves into this very tangled web of mysteries that like touches the occult, the Mothman phenomena, aliens, and other strange spooky stuff. It's produced by some really big names in the paranormal field. Greg and Dana Newkirk, who are, as some people call them, the real-life Mulder and Scully. And um, they run the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and the Occult. It's also, like, created by Carl Pfeiffer, who is of Ghost Hunters fame, and Connor Randall, who was in Spirits of the Stanley. It's a lot of fun. Its production value is amazing. It's streaming free on YouTube. You can also watch it on Amazon Prime. They're probably working on a third season. This is like an ongoing case that just like is so much all the time. Keeps pulling them back in. It sure does. Um, It sure does. It's really good. And I talk about this all the time, but it is amazing. Hell yeah. Go watch it. (laughs) Hell yeah. It is is a fun. She she did make me watch it. It is is a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. It, like all the like all the people involved are really likable and like the story itself is really interesting. If you do like like paranormal reality TV, like you'll enjoy it. It's it's that yeah. it, it is that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. It's got like witchy stuff in it. it it's like incredible. I uh, I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Laura, did you have any honorable mentions? I had a couple. I had a few. Okay. My honorable mentions were. Pretty obviously Stranger Things. I mean, it's a it's a oh, global yeah, of course. 
global phenomenon, but you know, worth mentioning because it is <laughs> just in case you haven't seen Stranger Things. Yeah, in um... case you haven't seen Stranger Things, um, <laughs> I mean, there's just, like fantastic. one. There's like this like low key show that I was actually one of the things I wrote. One of the things I wrote underneath my X Files thing because I just did not go off of what I wrote, but I wrote that the show launched the careers of James Wong, who did two of the Final Destination movies. And Vince Gilligan, who made this wow. like really small, like under the radar, like little show that I don't think anybody's really heard of, called Breaking, Breaking Bad. Sad or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, sad we people. haven't already referenced it once in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Stranger Things. You know, even for people who were like, "Oh, it's so big, I don't want to jump on the bandwagon." Like, it's it's worth it. It's a good show. Yeah. If you like horror sci-fi, I mean, and it's not even that. It's not super scary. It gets scarier as the seasons go on. Mm-hmm. It's currently, it just released its fourth season, but it is worth your time. My second recommendation, or honorable mention, I should say, is Lovecraft Country. Yes, mm. I was going to say that too. It's definitely different. It's pulpy. So there are lots of things that seem very, very strange, very weird, unexplainable. But, you know, that's the point. It's kind of just, as Natalie said earlier, it's kind of just batshit crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... Each episode offers a lot of racial critiques and a lot of good, like, social criticism regarding race, sexuality, yeah. mm-hmm. things like that. So it's it's a different way of talking about these kinds of things, but very powerful and effective. I think that Lovecraft Country, I think its primary goal, and I think was what this is one that it accomplishes, is that it recenters like genre conventional genre narratives on minority voices like mm-hmm. that's that's basically what it does yeah and it does it super super well like every single episode is like a different kind of yeah. horror story mm-hmm. and they're all really interesting and it's a, it's a, it's a fun show it is kind of pulpy there are parts of it where you're like okay but um, <laughs> well it starts yeah. out very very traditionally like oh, okay here's this monster here's where you think yeah. the story's gonna go and it takes yeah. it in an entirely different direction yeah mm-hmm. it's very very good yeah and that show i also think really benefited from its companion podcast that hbo had put out oh, alongside yeah. of it yeah that really like deep dives into like what they're going for in each episode and like picking apart like some of the cultural references that like maybe you didn't pick up on. Um, Cause I know there were like experiences that I had when I was watching it. I was like, I know this is referencing something, but it's just like not a part of like my, my brain. Knowledge. Yeah. And like they have like a whole episode that revolves around the death of Emmett or the murder of Emmett Till in yes. Chicago. So they have really neat ways of working historical elements into the story to you know mm-hmm. for someone who is not aware of that but yeah it's it does a good job of interweaving mm-hmm. history heidi list your honorables okay i've only got like a few the first one is the terror season one yes Ooh. season two really let me down but the first season of the terror i think has a lot of the mystery and intrigue that is a common thread through all of my other picks and the way that it unravels is really shocking. It's It's got some spooky moments. Characters are really great. Huge fan. My second one is going to be another, like, a single season of a show. The first season of Channel Zero, which also a great show as a whole. But specifically, I wanted to plug Candle Cove for... Okay, there's a lot of reasons that I like it, but one of no, the No, there's not. There's ones... just one reason. There's just one reason. <laughs> don't lie. I'm just going to say this, and if you don't know what it is, like, that's totally fine. You can go Google it. It might not come up with any results, but um, Tooth Baby is the best part <laughs> of Channel Zero. Period. If you Google Tooth Baby, it's just a bunch of pictures of baby teeth. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you like open up shutter tooth babies usually one of the images that they use huge fan huge fan <laughs> tooth baby huge fan and then well you're gonna talk about the mike flanagan universe I mean, if you want to, you can. I'm going to talk about a lot of other shows, too. <laughs> no. I'm also going to plug, like, two specific seasons of American Horror Story, because we're not oh, doing a full episode yet. Let us know if you guys want us to do, like, a an episode on American Horror Story, so we can make Laura watch, like, a season of American Horror Story. Yeah, I have not <laughs> seen any of American yeah. Horror Story. But what, what we can do is we'll just, like, give Laura a synopsis of all the seasons, and she can just pick one that she wants to yeah. watch. <laughs> I've heard that Asylum is probably the best. So I mean, that's actually what I was gonna recommend. Yeah, I figured. We're gonna pick one would be that one. Like I'm gonna pick two right now and be like, Asylum is like one of my favorites, and then Apocalypse. Which Apocalypse, you kind of need like knowledge from the rest of the seasons to really appreciate. But like at least one to be through honest, three. I didn't watch Coven, and I still loved it. So good I one. I would like to shout out American Horror Story season three, Coven. <laughs> <laughs> which I is my favorite season part of me wants to plug roanoke but i didn't finish it but i that one really vibes with me we watched that one together we watched part of that one together still fun yeah my last one is a i think it's french it's a french horror adjacent series called aries oh i thought i, I also had a french horror series on mine <laughs> so I was like, are you gonna say no 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 um it's very it's more culty it's really interesting. It has like a kind of thought provoking ending that I was like, huh, they're doing something here. And I think that that's really interesting, but I have like a lot of foreign horror TV series in my queue that I'm excited to start, but I got to get there. But anyway, those were my honorable mentions. Okay, everybody saddle up. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another list of 12. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I already kind of mentioned it. I'll mention this one first, the Mike Flanagan Netflix universe. My favorite Mike Flanagan series is, I actually think, probably Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. I figured. But Haunting of Hill House is directly underneath it. I named my cat after Theodora from the Haunting of the Hill House book. <laughs> but her character in the show also counts. So. <laughs> my favorite is Bly Manor. Bly Manor is also phenomenal. Bly Manor is the most romantic one. Very much yeah. so enjoy that. I love. The Haunting of Hill House is one of my favorite books, so I really, really enjoyed the TV series did not try to just do the book. Um, It did something really different, and I think really, really awesome. Midnight Mass is fucking cool, and I really, really like Blind Manor, too. Then, next. A couple of these I'm just going to call out. So I did also put American Horror Story online. I would also like to shout out 1984 as a season. I liked that. It's slashery. Of course I did. Twin Peaks. The Hannibal TV series. If you like very beautifully aesthetically shot shows and also like to be viscerally disgusted and shocked that something aired on NBC. Please watch Hannibal. (laughs) NBC goes there. (laughs) Also would like to plug uh, True Blood, the vampire series on HBO that ran for too long, but was still (laughs) just amazingly campy fun. Love that show. Definitely recommend it. The Chucky TV series that's currently airing on Sci-Fi. Oh yeah, that's good. Phenomenal. I also just recently watched all the Chucky movies, and I would rank this series probably like I would like tie it for third with the original movie in my ranking of the movies. Like I think the Chucky TV series is very very solid. I'm gonna pop in here. Sorry, I don't really like the Chucky series, but the like of the the films. I don't really love the film 
episodes of Chucky, but the series <laughs> really fucking good. I was a huge fan. I am definitely going to make us probably do like a commentary or something on Bride of Chucky because I think okay. that's like a really, like a very, very good movie. But yeah, no, the series is really, really fun. I really enjoy it. It's it's done by the same guy who actually did the bulk of the Chucky films, all of the Chucky films. So I recommend that, I recommend the show. The season two is coming out soon-ish. I think they just mm-hmm. dropped the first trailer. Also on my list is the Santa Clarita Diet, the zombie comedy on Netflix that stars Drew Barrymore and Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> then also I put Channel Zero on mine. Season two of Channel Zero in particular is my favorite, but once again, they're all good. Then I also have The Outsider, the Stephen King HBO miniseries starring Jason Bateman. I thought you didn't like that. I actually did really like it. I thought it was very creepy. Oh, I thought you didn't like it at the end. It didn't stick the landing, in my opinion. But just because it didn't stick the landing does not mean that I didn't really enjoy myself. It wasn't actually like kind of freaked out for the first few episodes. The first few episodes are really, really good. I also really like Jason Bateman. So like, I I really enjoyed the show. I I would recommend it. Then I also have a list of teen t- teen horror TV shows <laughs> that if you I don't enjoy. The Vampire Diaries. I'm gonna cry. Um, the Vampire Diaries is on this list. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scream, the TV series. Only the first two seasons. That cur- that third season does not exist. Do not watch that. Um, teen Wolf. Also, mostly the first three seasons. Dark. Soul. Then the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, I didn't I'm gonna put. That. I'm going to throw Riverdale on this list because I think Riverdale has some really good spooky stuff going on in it. Also very much so love Riverdale and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, of course. Then finally, the other two shows that I have on here, I'm going to talk a little bit more about. I also had The Terror as well. I love The Terror is very good. Yeah. The first one. Okay, so this sort of counts. (laughs) So there was this TV show that came out a few years ago that like fucking nobody watched except for me and I think Heidi. It aired in 2016 on i think nbc during the presidential election at the time it was called brain dead oh yeah it is a sci-fi horror comedy show starring mary elizabeth winstead and aaron tveet and it is one of the best television shows i have ever seen it's only one season it got canceled almost immediately um (laughs) it is so funny and so weird it's about this like alien spaceship that crashes in dc and the aliens invade the brains of all the politicians and make them very, very partisan. And it's a very good political commentary for the time period that unfortunately, I think would still feel very salient today. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very weird. It's kind of gross. It is honestly super fun. So if you ever get bored, I think it's I think it was on Amazon Prime just to yes, pop that on and have a good time. Finally, the last thing I want to talk about is a more serious pick, and that is Marianne. It was also a one-season show on Netflix. It also got canceled. Um, It's a French horror show about an author who has these very vivid dreams about this murderous witch named Marianne, and she starts writing books about the titular witch, um, and then suddenly the dreams start to get more intense, and she goes back to her hometown, and it's like, the it's, she's coming. Um, (laughs) this is my vibe show is very very creepy it has some really 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 good suspense sequences i think the character work is really good so if you're interested in something that is non-english and also pretty scary i would highly recommend that show that's on my list for sure yeah it's really good um it also is kind of gross too there's like there's like skin pouches i remember you talking about it actually when you were watching it I was, I was really fucked up about it, so I'm sure I mentioned it. <laughs> I was like, I hate this. Um, 
but yeah, those are those are my that's my insanely long list of horror TV series that I would recommend. I would love, like, absolutely love if you guys would shoot us recommendations our way because I'm always looking for more horror TV shows to watch. Yeah, I love just throwing them on in the background while I'm doing other things. Yeah, let us know if there's anything that you want us to kind of in depth talk about, or mm-hmm. if you like the idea of us doing another minisode like this. If you have other ideas for minisodes, please let us know. Feel free to follow us on Instagram at Slashes Prefer Blondes Podcast. Also, please leave us a review or a rating or both on the podcatcher of your choice. That does help us be seen by more people. And it means a lot to us to know that you guys are enjoying what we're doing or not enjoying what we're doing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what your life is. Um, So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening and stay spooky and a podcast. Bye.